Support for this podcast comes from Working Films. Working Films is a full-scale film and video company with a leading reputation for showcasing natural and engaging storytelling through film. From producing cost-effective recruitment videos to full-scale employer branding films, their work reflects passion for producing film about people and their work, along with powerful stories that engage with your target audiences. To find out more about how Working Films can help you with your video content strategy and employer branding, please visit www.workingfilms.co.uk. Working Films, telling the stories about your people and their work. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 63 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Planning and executing a social media strategy for recruiting and employer branding is never a straightforward undertaking. However, doing this within a global organisation can be particularly problematic. Complex stakeholder relationships with PR, marketing and comms are a key issue, as is getting the right segmentation of channels across geographies and audiences. Local versus global is a debate I'm often asked my opinion on. My guest this week is Charu Malhotra. Charu has a wealth of experience working as an interim within a number of global organisations and is currently leading EVP and digital employer brand projects at Ferrero. She has some unique expertise in building global social media strategies and I know you'll find her insights extremely interesting. Hi Charu and welcome to the podcast. Hello Matt, how are you? Yeah, very good. Very good indeed. Um, could you introduce yourself um, and tell everyone what you do? Absolutely. So I'm Charu Malhotra. I worked in resourcing for about 14 years now. And then over the last eight, nine years, moved more into digital and employer branding roles within businesses that you, I'm sure you'll heard of. Absolutely. And um, you, you, you've you kind of, in the time that I've known you, you've tended to sort of work for some very large global organisations. Um, what kind of projects have you been, have you been doing or, or specialising in in that time? Sure. So I, th- I think um, my role at BP led me into an enjoying all things global and social. So I was at BP four and a half years and really looked at how they set up resourcing and, and, and in that the whole attraction piece came to, to life. Um, that then led me into Unilever, where I was there three and a half years, which I guess was really much the starting point of working closely with marketing, brand, comms and the digital teams. Those type of roles where you're not necessarily sitting within HR, you're, resor- you're resourcing SME, working with stakeholders that sit outside of HR have become very much my sweet spot, if you will. And um, that's led me to choose those type of roles or even sort of start creating those type of roles in subsequent businesses that have approached me or I've approached them. So, um, yeah, always been global roles um, with with businesses that tend to either be in uh, on the starting point of a transformation or have a problem statement that means that they're unpicking previous uh, processes and and, and, and projects. I like sort of fixing things that are not necessarily broken, but can be 
can be improved. Um, things that are status quo don't really interest me. And um, I've been very lucky that the global roles I've been in have really enriched my um, my CV, but also my skill set. Dealing with different countries every day means that you you have to it'd be a bit more pragmatic, and you have to really recognise the world that your um, your colleagues are, are dealing with um, when when and before you start creating solutions. So. Really, in this conversation, we're focusing on um, social media for recruiting and employer branding, um, and how that works within, um, you know, within a global with, within a global organisation. Be- before we do, though, let's back right up, and you know, t- t- to you, what is the point of social media in this space? What what is it? What is it actually there to do? Social media in the context of recruitment, or social media in in, in full stop, is around engaging in a conversation that's happening already um for me that there is something around and 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 we've spoken about this a lot in in previous sort of um, encounters uh, at previous roles when that whole conversation about why social has started is we're talking to people we're talking to candidates who are like you and I spending a lot of time on social so if you want to be part of a conversation you join those um those channels you join that, that dialogue but I think the, the part that you just asked is what's the purpose is we're living in a, a, a world of greater transparency. Um, we both admit that and, and the world is going to become increasingly transparent. And, and the best way of showcasing, but also uh, in, a, in, a, in a way that's real, what you're doing, where you're working, the people that you're working with, the culture, the values, if um, I'm allowed to say that word, I know it's a bit of a buzzword now, is using social. Um, you know, with the first time I met you, you, you used a phrase, you, know, you fish where the fish are. And for me, I, and I've stolen that shamelessly, you don't drive a conversation to happen where you want it to happen. You know, come and talk to me on my channel that I own that you've never been on. You go and talk to people, engage with people on the channels that they're hanging out with on at the moment. So it's around engagement. It's around sharing um, and it's around listening. You know, I, I'm always stunned by businesses um, that are spending so much money on engineering feedback sessions, focus groups, um, both for employees and external talent segments. And then you think or you ask them, you know, how much social listening are you doing? And they're not doing any. So, you know, this is the best way of getting great feedback that's raw and um, undoctored. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you, which of course I would because you were quoting me back to me. <laughs> so, um, Just uh, in terms of, of, of complex global organisations, what, what are the specific challenges that, that you found working in those environments with trying to get an effective um, uh, social media campaign or social media programme um, up and running? Sure. So I, I think the first challenge is often if you're talking to a business or you're within a business, whether it's an SME or, or a large global, there there is often that sort of shiny new toy syndrome where somebody senior has gone to a conference or perhaps, you know, a hands-on recruiter has, has sort of looked at a competitor and said, I want to do what they're doing and rushed to, to start up that, that particular channel. And I think the channel, the, the sort of um, biggest channel, sorry, biggest um, problem challenge is around taking a stop and saying why are we doing this um, there is no point being on a number of different channels if you have nothing to say or the audience you're trying to target has not, you know 
no time to spend on that channel. The other area that uh, I would like to talk about, because I think often it's sort of um, swept under the carpet, and it's probably where I spend the most amount of my time in that pre-setup, is alignment, stakeholder management. And that over the last you know, five, six years, whilst I've been working deeper in this space, has become not just my more important but essential so my role or the roles that I do within the digital resourcing space spend more time aligning with comms with brand with marketing with people outside of HR before we can do any of these things um, before you approach an agency to help you before you start thinking about your channel management to understand what they're doing um, because again if we can maximize on what your other parts of the business are doing socially um, or at least get them aligned in what you want to do, it will help you. Um, the other challenge, um, Matt, and, and, and we've both been there where we've seen things go horribly wrong on, on social media, is when people haven't actually planned and had that dialogue with their corporate PR teams or their comms team um, to prepare, prepare for any kind of issue. So I think that the, the challenge that I would prioritise is stakeholder management has become increasingly important. Social is not a channel. It's around you know, how, how a business operates socially. And therefore, you need to be talking to the different parts of the business before you even do or even start thinking about your social channels. Your channels are all activation. But what are you saying about yourself impacts corporate PR, comms and, and, and so on, just as much as it impacts you and your resourcing teams. Yeah, you're definitely right about that relationship. I mean, when I'm talking to to, to my clients, it's always um one of the biggest issues that they have um, and people are always asking me questions about how um, you know how they should how they should manage um, manage those relationships do, do you kind of have any any any, any tips for, 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 for doing this well yeah I mean I think um, whether it's about doing it well or whether it's about actually being very open about who does what it all lends itself back to that whole project management uh, roles and accountabilities and recognising that um, the audience that's the consumer or the uh, strategic partner or the candidate, the applicant, won't care if the channel that he's talking to you on is managed by comms or PR um, or, you know, internal affairs, extra external affairs or recruitment. He's just seeing the voice of your business on a social channel. How it's managed is irrelevant to him or her. So I think um, the, the, the trick or the sort of tip I would say is, you know, look at this as a project management perspective, look at it as a, a racy, agree the roles and responsibilities and ownership early on. But at the same time, when things go wrong, when things are looking like they need an intervention, then you need to group together. The other thing is, you know, in recruitment, I think we could do a lot to learn from people with, that sit within the PR and the corporate team that do digital very well, because they naturally have already decided how to prioritise issues and how to triage issues. So by that, I mean, we in recruitment always need to make a decision about how, how and when we engage, you know, if there's an issue on there. So learn from your corporate PR teams because they've learned already how to um, prioritise issues. They've already got situations in place to think, OK, I'll we'll get involved now or we can you know, leave this to go um, carry on a dialogue for an hour or two hours. Um, or, you know, this is the kind of conversation that we need to have or um, intervention on, on Twitter and so on. So I guess there's something around project management knowing the roles and responsibilities, agreeing that up front. But when there's an intervention needed or when there's an issue needed, um, all you know, everyone needs to work together to have agreed, you know, when when do you intervene or when when do you leave things leave things be? Um, and I personally have learned a lot from that whole sort of 
that triage or that sort of um, traffic lighting of, of issues that the corporate PR um, guys and functions do so well. So one of the other questions that I'm often asked um, about about this kind of approach is what should companies do in terms of, I suppose, you know, geographical or market segmentation? So, um, you know, uh, should companies have one um, central um, place on Facebook and Twitter and the other channels they're using? Or should they um, have something that's very, very country um, country specific or somewhere in between? What, should, what, what have you seen that works well? Sure. So I, I've been lucky that in the majority of my roles, I've sat in a global role, but have worked closely with the country's talent managers, recruitment managers, comms individuals. And I think what I've seen work well and what I've implemented myself is you know, start, st- the starting point of capability, but also resource, time and budget. So again, going back to that point that if the people that you're dealing with in the country simply will not have time to um, share content on a regular basis, um, provide um, answers on a real-time basis that the candidates um, that are asking um, to actually be in a situation where they are using the analytics that are coming forth on their local channel. Then for me, it's around, okay, setting something up from a, a global perspective, because then that allows you to work still with the countries, to share content that's local, but the, uh, the, the channel isn't... Um, a sort of a bear and uh, like tumbleweed for the majority of the time because you're reliant just on the glo- the local countries giving you content. So just to explain that, you know, in, in, in more succinctly, um, when you've got countries that simply are resource stretched and do not have time to be managing their channels locally, then setting something up globally, for example, Facebook, which works, I think, really well, where if you have um, the ability to set up a global channel, which I've done at Unilever, I've done at uh, other organisations since then, um, and actually set it up with your digital partner so that uh, your content calendar is very nicely um, furnished with local content when there's a, a need or when they have content that's appropriate. But the rest of the time, you already have content in that content calendar, whether it's uh, Monday motivation, it's around conferences that you're going to, it's around tips on interview skills, it's on you know a virtual tour of your office. So you're not always reliant on that country. So I think it's around capability, it's around time, and it's around resource. I think uh, local channels um, where you've got specific um, uh, landscape issues. So, for example, China is an obvious example here. Um, you are able to do things a, a bit more smartly. So, when I was at Unilever. Clearly, we set up uh, channels specific to China and uh, we worked very closely with the, the Chinese talent team there. How we worked smartly was a lot of the global content we created, we shared with our um, Chinese counterparts and the Chinese agency that we we're working with. So, again, their local channels were still furnished by some global content. Um, so, you know, it still gave the global feel with the sort of localised um, tone of voice and the localised content and that, you know, what would my office that I'm going to work in locally look like? So um, that premise is how, Matt, I've um, looked at things. Clearly, when I've worked in an SME or a sort of a smaller enterprise um, operating slightly differently, um, but the thoughts uh, and the premise is always the same. You know, where are your chat? Where are your candidates um, spending time? What do you have the time to do? What's the best thing to do well? Um, and again, being pragmatic and essentially looking at this as rather than being on a channel because the channel's there, um, let's do two channels well 
rather than trying to be on six just because you know everyone else is on 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 the channels um so yeah so you know i can talk about the global setup in a more detail if you'd like but that's the the essential way of looking at it yeah absolutely i mean it'd be great to um you know get get a bit more kind of insight into that and also you know from from your experience you you, you talked a lot about um you talked a lot about content um what's what generally has worked really well what what kind of things um should companies uh, think about when they're when they're producing um content calendars for their for their for their social channels sure so i think um asking questions so that sounds um really obvious but um when you have a channel that's just constantly sharing um, content but not actually asking for feedback or, you know, in, in an amusing way, asking for people's um, comments, thoughts. I think, you know, w- when you involve yourself in a conversation with um, the followers of your channel, the users of your channel, that's often worked well. Um, what's always um, very prominent uh, when it comes to analytics is the moment you start sharing um, videos of, uh, well, videos full stop, but videos of people and videos of individuals doing their job what their job is what what it looks like what it feels like what they're experiencing on that day so you know it's old school but a day in the life um without it feeling like it's an advert so again think gone are the days where you're doing this sort of broadcast beautiful um advert type video um that sort of pretending that that marketing manager's role is like nirvana i think what's worked really well is sort of you know videos where perhaps um it's a bit more uh real it's a lot more uh, about what that person's experiencing and feeling and um you know showcasing true examples of what jobs are like so to bring this to life is sometimes you look at companies that are actually very um big volume recruiters of perhaps more industrial hires more so blue collar hires but you go to their career sites and the only videos and the only roles they're showcasing in a rich media media perspective are the roles that are more senior um actually that's not going to help anybody that's coming to their website or going to the job board to apply for a job that they're you know is a saturday job or it's a job where actually they just want to know, you know, what, what does that shop front look like? What does it look like to work in retail? What does it look like um, from a, uh, a scheduling perspective? What's my manager going to be um, like? Is there a uniform? I mean, again, the amount of times that that's been asked um, on the social channels that I've helped run. Um, what's your you know, uniform policy? I, I'm, I'm listing a list of questions that often we don't answer, but the in the um, in, in a video, in a visual they'll be very quickly satisfied and the candidate will be very quickly satisfied with the answers to that. Um, So I think we just need to step back and think social isn't this um, amazing ivory tower where we just need to share really beautiful things all the time and, and, um, you know, represent ourselves like we're all Google. That's that doesn't need to happen and I don't think that is happening anymore but I think being a lot more real uh and as you can tell I'm dancing around not using the word authentic (laughs) and struggling you can you can use the word authentic (laughs) that's absolutely fine um but you know it it is true you know we we, you know me as a a job seeker you as a job seeker what do we want to know and what does it like to work for that business um so I think you know increasingly the dialogue the conversations um asking for feedback um you know we in our in our actually advert sometimes um we you know we struggle with actually realizing that the candidates can want to give us candidate feedback in in a way that's um uh true to them you know not going to take loads of time so rather than you know asking them big grandiose questions on a candidate survey actually showing them an advert and says you know which works better so you know real a b you know a b testing 
uh, done in a way that sort of feels a lot more, um, you know, we're using your feedback to put together our campaign. Um, so I guess if that answers your question in terms of questionnaires, sorry, questions, dialogue, but showing video um, in, a, in a sort of a, a really bite-sized way rather than doing some kind of big advert types of campaign where you look, it looks beautiful, and then you realise actually um, it's a hospitality company that, you know, most of the, the hires are volume hires, and, you know, it's not going to give any of the candidates coming to the career site any real insight into what it's going to be like to work there. So that's not actually helping your purpose, not helping your objective at all. Yeah, that's brilliant. And chimes very well with, um, you know, what I'm seeing with with my clients and, and also what other people who've come on the podcast have said. Um, uh, final question. So obviously social channels are developing almost at the, at the speed of light, whether it's the, um, you know, the, 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 the big channels like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, or newer ones that are coming, are coming into the market. Well, where do you see the future for this? What, what do you think um, social media for recruitment and employer branding is, is going to look like in 12 to 18 months time? So I think it's a really exciting time. I, I don't think Facebook is going to go anywhere um, just to sort of throw that in because I'm getting a bit tired of seeing, lots of conversations around it's all about snapchat and facebook is is dying i, I you know think about is it three quarters of the the stuff that's shared socially is is done on facebook that that's it's very powerful but but i you know i believe you know the new new channels that are coming up or channels that are slightly younger pretenders to the facebook's of the world instagram we're going to get much more um clever about how they work with brands and, and organizations allowing us to do um, a lot more nifty, um, agile things with them, a lot more things that will allow that whole segmentation piece that recruitment's all about now in terms of talking to me as a candidate rather than trying to talk to everybody. Um, I do really like the idea of a lot more um, live video streaming, actually giving access to people. So, um, you know, the, the channels that are developing and are, you know, doing this really well, you know, allowing people to be, um, you know, use, whether it's Periscope or whatever, you know, using people to get that inside view, real-time view, are going to be, um, I think, in, in, in a really rich position in 18 months' time because the consumers that are, the consumer brands that are using this for their events, for their launches, um, are, you know, I think getting a really good feedback. I think we're in recruitment um, a bit behind the game when it comes to using these things. Um, but I think, you know, that will be really helpful for us as a channel, you know, showcasing that whole reality using um, uh, live media, using streaming, I think will be really good. I think I'm really interested in seeing where WeChat is going to take us. Um, really fascinated by um, its uh, use in China. It really fascinated by its use across Asia. The penetration it has is is magnificent, and I think it's it's one to not just one to watch, but one that's it's it's evolving in a way that others, other enterprises, other social channels are going to stand up and start taking um, notice of. Um, I think we in our in our space can no longer go. That's just, that's a channel for China, or that's just great in Asia. I think we're going to have to be a bit more clever about how we um, how we look at WeChat. And then lastly, this is a bit more of an internal facing comment, but I think um, and I genuinely believe this that we in 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 the space digital marketing in in recruitment marketing and employer branding, our worlds with comms and PR are going to blur even more. And that whole company purpose, the employee reputation piece, will have much more shared ownership. So the the silos that some of us still work in, which, you know, 
I think are fewer and fewer and fewer. But I, I think that whole I own recruitment marketing, you own corporate PR, you own tone of voice on this channel, I own tone of voice on that. It's going to get more and more blurred. And I think the skills um, needed uh, will be ones that can move across functions and enterprises. And I think we'll see a lot more of that. Um, so that's more of an internal lens. But I but I think, you know, those walls are breaking and, and, and the silos are becoming less and less. Um, but I think, you know, that whole ownership piece where you know, I own LinkedIn and you own Twitter um, are, you know, well behind us. We, we can't work like that anymore. So, yeah, that's my parting shot. Charu, thank you very much for talking to me. No, thank you. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, Matt. My thanks to Charu Malhotra. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or via your podcasting app of choice. Just search for Recruiting Future. You can also find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.